the nature of your emergency. Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined by Detective Walton. Glenn, how are you? I'm good. In today's episode, I wanted to talk about whether or not you are protecting your spouse. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. Now, if I heard that, my first thought would be, do you have a firearm with you at all times? Are you, like all of the the sort of physical elements of protecting your spouse, but that's not what I'm talking about in today's episode. Clint, you had a crazy week last week. Mm-hmm. It seems like so far along, so far long ago now, but you had worked 90 hours in one week. You had a rave that you had to go to with buttercups. In addition to that, you were on call. Were you on call last week? Yeah. Yeah. So you were on call. No, you got called in, but I don't think you were on call. I was on call during the rave weekend. But then you got called in. And I in. also got called in a couple times. Yeah. And... In addition to that, during the rave weekend, you had worked something like 19 hours, 17 hours, something ridiculous. And you chose to only sleep four hours each night. And so by the time all of that ended and that week was finally over, my intention was to just have a day that was super easy and to let you relax and take a nap if you wanted to. And so although we didn't talk about it because we didn't talk at all last week, in my mind, the plan would have been just having a downtime day, you know, a mental health day, a healing day, a relaxing day. And as soon as I called my dad that morning after you slept all of eight hours in the past two days, Mm -hmm. my dad wanted me to print something out for him and he wanted to come over. And so Clint and I are the type of people, I really don't care if it's my father or a perfect stranger. If you're going to be coming over to our house, it's going to look absolutely perfect. And we have different sleeping arrangements when Clint works late like that. And so there's like blankets and pillows all over the place and dogs all over the place. And, you know, I was tired because I too hadn't slept good. And so were the dogs. And I certainly wasn't anticipating company nor did I want to have company over, nor did I think that it was respectful after the week that you had for me to have my dad come over. And what I had said to my dad, because he's insisting, and he told me that he was just going to come over, I could leave a whatever it was outside, and then he would just pick it up and leave. But it's not that simple when you have three dogs, and I didn't want to hear them barking. And I told my dad, like, you're not going to come over and then not visit. You know, I'm not going to like, that's disrespectful. I feel disrespectful in Mm -hmm. that regard. And I had to tell my dad no. And it put me in a position where my dad forced me to choose you over him. Mm -hmm. And we've actually been in this predicament before, not only with my dad, but with, with regards to your, your mother too. Yeah. And I think it takes a lot of maturity and growth and actualization of your role and who you show up as in your marriage for you to understand the importance of choosing your spouse over anybody else. Yeah. We had a very hard time with this in the beginning of our marriage. Yes. And it's not as though Clint has some vendetta against my dad and he was whispering, no, he can't come over in the background. That wasn't it at all. That never happened. But because of that level of respect that I have for you, Clint, and that level of respect that I have for myself in showing up for my marriage, Mm -hmm. 
I had to tell my dad no. Yeah. And that conversation ended very similar to a dog walking away with his tail behind between his legs. Mm-hmm. And I never, I never really talked to you about that conversation after. And it's, it's also not something that you talked about after it had taken place. It was one of those unspoken agreements that this is simply how it should be because this is what works for us in our home and in our marriage. Yeah. It's something that, you know, no matter what the week is, if you've blocked out that time or you have that time set aside for you and your spouse or to have that safe zone with each other, like nothing should be able to interfere no matter if you hurt their feelings or not. And it's not always easy to do, but you need to have that balance and to where you can say no and be okay with it to where you don't feel guilty over it. And it's not an easy thing to, to kind of start doing. It's something that it took me a long, long time to get to this space where I can say no and I just don't give a fuck. <laughs> Honestly, like I I've gotten to that point and like my mom constantly <clears throat> is asking for come out here, come come to breakfast, come do this, come do that, come do that and and I tell her no like 95% of the time. Unless it works with us and and how we're living and our schedules and everything, I'm I don't I don't go out of my way to appease that just for the appeasing sake, because we treasure our time together. And it's something that, you know, I work so much, Ashley works so much. And it's something that we were constantly trying to find a balance to where if we have a weekend together, which is like a full weekend together without work or anything, it's rare. And we enjoy spending that time together, whether it's just sitting at home doing nothing or going out and doing something. And, and I think everyone needs to sit down and really analyze, well, what's the most important to you? Is it take feelings out of that whole dynamic and, and get comfortable saying no to other people if you don't want to? Yeah. And I don't know if this is the same for everybody, but for me, if I have a intention for the day of having a lax day, which again, Clint said, we rarely have, even if I had my dad come over and simply pick up whatever it was, that seems to like alter how the rest of the day feels. It's almost like having to go to the dentist and then your mouth is numb for so many hours after, like it changes the rest of the day. Well, not only that, it's also to the effect of there's almost a sense of expectation too is say he did come over and I'm not just seeing this with your dad. I'm seeing this with anyone in general they would come over, pick it up, but inside internally, they're still like, well, they couldn't even come out and say hi to me. They couldn't even, you know, spend five minutes with me. I don't care how the house looks like it, it, it kind of turns into that and not all the time, but it turns into that dynamic and that, that could be our own internal voices saying that too. Well, and the other internal expectation would be he comes over, he visits, it's, you know, 10 a.m. in the morning. It's because it's 10 a.m. It's very customary for us to take my dad out to lunch when we're hanging out around that time. So then there you go. There's the rest of the day. Then, yeah. you know, having to do all the things that you didn't want to do. And as you listen to this, I'm sure that you can relate with regards to the the lack of time that you might be able to share with your spouse. And I think if you're not in this way of living, 
whether you're a first responder, armed service member, any demanding career that requires a lot of time away from each other, if you take that 20% of my life that I get to spend with Clint, why would, like, to me, it is such a gift if I'm going to be giving any of that time away to anybody else. And you need to fully be able to actualize that only by having to experience this yourself, I think. Yeah, and and I think people outside of that dynamic, they don't understand and they never will. And you can't make them understand it because they don't know what it's truly like. They just see you as selfish. Yeah, and I think it also requires a lot of assertiveness from the person who feels so strongly in that moment. It would have been my role in that moment to feel the assertiveness, not you, Clint. And I say that because there could have been a conversation where I said, Clint, how do you feel about it? And then, of course, you would have said, like, yes, have your dad come over. But I didn't even think to have that conversation with you because I know what you would have said. And then that guilt that I may experience would have come up even more. And it would have completely contradicted the intention for that day in the first place. Yeah. So I think that we all need to know that it's okay for us to tell other people no, in particular with regards to our relationship. And we had this underlining tone of an us versus them in this conversation, Clint, whether it's, you know, law enforcement versus the rest of the world or your relationship versus your parents. And it it might sound like a downplaying in a a way to be able to relate it like that, but it's very true. And I think that you need to understand how important it is to protect your own kingdom and by doing that to further strengthen your kingdom and to not let anything become an imposition to that. And all too often, I think we feel that sense of guilt or we're putting other people before the needs that we should be prioritizing And if we are true to ourselves and we're reflecting on that, then I think it becomes a little bit easier for us to say no to other people. I hope you've gotten some value out of today's episode. If you have, do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below. And as always, know that I'm sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.